Diversity is an aspect of human existence. They cannot be eradicated by terrorism or war or self-consuming hatred. It can only be conquered by recognizing and claiming the wealth of values it represents for all. Hello everyone, this is Danielle Ray and welcome back to another episode of the High Time Podcast. So of course I have to apologize for being MIA for the past few weeks. Um, I got a new job, I've had to figure out a new recording routine because of the my new work hours. So now I have everything planned out, um, it's all about sacrifices. If I really want this to work, I gotta sacrifice a couple of things, so... That's what I'm doing. So again, I do apologize for being MIA from the podcast, but everything should go back to being consistent with recording and presenting you guys with new episodes. So with that being said, we're going to get right into these hot topics. Well, yeah. So first up on the topics list is Mystical. So Mystical, the rapper, he's um wanted for alleged um allegedly raping a woman him and another woman are both wanted by police for sexually assaulting a woman and it's all based off of evidence um evidence is found at the scene pointing back to mystical and the other woman so of course they already set his bond his bond is $2 million, and it's not only for him, it's also for the other person that's wanted in connection to this case. So my thing is, why are you running? Like, I don't I don't understand when people run from the police. Like, some people get, get off. Some people go years and years, decades and decades without being found. Um, I don't see how you could do that now with all the techni- technology and everything. Like, you really got to go old school. You got to go rogue. You got to be by yourself, you know, to really have a, a life on the run. <laughs> no pun intended, but you got to, if you want to be on the run for no time, it doesn't matter what type of crime it is, and you want to actually live your life you got to be hella careful pretty sure you that people like that are hella paranoid you always got to watch your back so what's the point of running like if you know you did it turn yourself in if you didn't do it okay take some time get you get your money up get a good ass lawyer and get in that courtroom and fight for your freedom fight to clear your name if that's if you didn't do it and you know 100 percent you didn't do it you know just if you run in front of the police and you didn't do it, take this time to get your money up and get a good ass lawyer, especially if you black, especially if you black, like I said, especially if you black, because shit like this, these type of allegations, they follow you for the rest of your life, all the way to you get in the ground and after you get in the ground and transition to the, to your next life. It's still going to be in this life, these allegations. So, Mystical, I I know you ain't listening to this, but turn yourself in. (laughs) Like, come on. We don't want to counsel you from from shake your fast and watch yourself. We don't we don't want to we don't want to counsel you because of that. But that's what's going on in Mystical World. Um, I'm actually more than likely going to follow this story because I I honestly have not heard anything from Mystical in years. Like, his name hasn't been brought up in years. It hasn't came across my radar or nothing. So I'll probably, more than likely, I'll probably be following this story, um, keeping track on it. So I'll, I'll let y'all know if they ever, if he ever turn himself in, if he ever get caught, whatever speaking of that so this was not on my um on my notes for hot topics but r kelly he actually has a criminal investigation 
against him a criminal investigation case open because of these allegations of this this sex cult so um some i forgot what city it was i promise you i was not trying to talk about r kelly but it came across my mind again so whatever um some city that he i don't know some city opened a a criminal investigation case against r kelly based off of these new sex cult allegations and um he also hired a crisis team to handle this matter like and then the girl the main girl i think her name is like jessica or jasmine savage or whatever but she's from memphis and she's the one that's in atlanta and she's the one that's been making the videos and sending them to tmz and shit like that so after oh shit i'm sorry the tv is on (laughs) and this nigga just broke somebody's arm uh, okay, so we're going to turn the TV off instead of just mute it. But yeah, so that the girl parents, Jessica Savage parents, are the ones that went to the press about this and are trying to get her home. And she's she's the one that's been very combative about it, saying that her parents are lying and they're doing too much and it's not this serious and all this other shit. So that's an update on R. Kelly. Um, since I talked about Usher with R. Kelly his dick still green. His wife said that it's a lie. Um, his wife also said that he doesn't have herpes. But my thing is, if he doesn't have herpes, why did he pay that woman $1.1 million to keep her mouth shut back in 2012? And we just found out a couple of months ago in 2017. And you can't get rid of herpes. And even in them, those court, that was incorrect grammar. Even in those court documents... Mrs. Usher Raymond, um, what is he, the fourth, the fifth, Usher Raymond, the fourth, so, ma'am, Grace, I think her name is Grace, so look here, little Grace, you can't get rid of herpes, okay, and in the court documents from 2012, it was, it, it, in the documents, it says Usher exposed her to herpes, turned around and infected her with herpes. And the same fucking thing happened to the second lady with this new lawsuit. The lady that initially sued him for $10 million for exposing him. And while that lawsuit was being processed, she went to the doctor and it got confirmed that she did have herpes. So Grace, what the fuck are you talking about? He don't have herpes and those women are lying. What are you talking about? The evidence is there. Are you saying that they lie under oath? Are you saying that they 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 basically blew thousands and thousands of dollars to hire lawyers to file these lawsuits against your husband? Like, ma'am, you need to be talking to your husband instead of to the press about these allegations, okay? And Usher, why are you denying it? Like, we already see, like... So you're telling me that L.A., the the court system in Los Angeles, California, lying on you, Usher Terry Raymond the fourth? Like, what the fuck? No, they're not. A whole city court system is lying on you, saying that you got herpes? No, Usher, it don't work like that. Like, I understand, like, your name is tarnished now. I get that. I get that. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Fight your legal battles, Usher. Gracefully bow out. Like your music wasn't doing that good in the like these last couple of years. Honestly, after the, that EDM shit in 2011, Usher, you haven't been, you haven't done nothing to bring any type of like sex appeal, any type of great new music. Like what? Nothing, Usher. We don't want, we don't want to see you out of breath, juking and popping it on stage, talking about. Fuck Trump. We don't want to see that. Like Usher, we want the Usher that's that's came up to women saying it's seven o'clock on the dot, you and your drop top. We want that Usher. We want the Ushers that saying these are my confessions. Like we want you confessing to us of your sins. Like that's what not your sins, but your dirt. Like that's what we want. Like we want the Usher that that sings. We don't want the Usher that's trying to keep up with these young dudes. We don't want that. Like, you're good. Like, 
on record is fine, but live we don't want we don't want to see you sweating and out of breath and all you're doing is walking back and forth on the stage. We don't want to see that usher. So just go ahead and gracefully bow out and focus on your kids or invest your money into other shit that you I know you you part owner of the of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Spend your time with them. Like do something else, Usher. Like your your music career is damn near over at this point with all these allegations. Like I I do have faith that you could come back from this, but it's not gonna be like it was. You know? And then like all you people that's in there fat shaming the 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 new girl for saying that Usher 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 exposed her to herpes. What what if Usher like big women? What if that's like one of his things? And what if he really did fuck that girl? Like, oh, well, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of these men got some big women that they ashamed to say that they slept with. But trust me, them big women done rocked your world better than these these little girls. Like, you come on. Don't don't even don't even act like I'm lying because it's true. It, it's true like men don't want to admit this shit man i don't know why y'all be ashamed to say that y'all slept with a big girl i do not know why y'all be ashamed because the your boys done slept with some big girls too so don't and women too why y'all be ashamed to say that y'all slept with some with some thick men like y'all be sleeping shit y'all be sleeping on, on thick folks but anyway the next topic we're going to keep it in the realm of fuck niggas in the industry, and we're going to talk about Rick Ross. So Rick Ross is on this show called Signed Alongside with The Dream and Lenny S. or Lenny Santiago or Kodak Lens, however you know him by. Basically, Jay-Z, right-hand man for Rock Nation, that's, he, that's who Lenny S. is. If you ever seen the light-skinned dude that always got the Rock Nation hat and more than likely following up behind Fabulous or DJ Khaled, that's Lenny S. He's DJ Khaled and Fabulous. Um, he's their manager. And so, they're, like I said, they're on the show on MTV called Signed where they're looking for new artists to um, sign, hence the name. So the show shows the artist artist development stages of it and i've recognized some some people on the show <clears throat> why the fuck that just happened but i've recognized some people on the show uh m rose i recognize her from from vine i was gonna say band what the fuck i recognize her from vine and that uh beja rodriguez girl i could have sworn her name was baja but that girl from omg is not is not T.I. and Tiny um, Daughter is not the rapping chick. It's the other one, the one with the braces. But she, I don't think she got braces no more. But her, she was on the show. Like, she auditioned, and they sent her home. Like, she was literally on about five minutes of one episode. That's it. Like, But I recognize her. And some other people I recognize from seeing, like, their videos and shit on Instagram or Twitter, hell, even Tumblr. But... My issue with, with, with Rick Ross in this show is there's this contestant by the name of Just Brittany, who is a female, hmm, what can I say? She's a female rapper. I guess I could say, I'm not going to say singer-rapper because she can't, she go, she go, she is the Houston version of Nicki Minaj. I'll say that literally the Houston version of Nicki Minaj all the way down to being signed to young money like she was signed to young money um that's what she said on the show uh i don't care enough to research and see if that was true but that's what she said she said she was signed so we're gonna take her word for it um so this contestant like she wears the tight dresses the colorful wigs the uh heavy makeup to the point where she looked dead like one episode y'all her face was tan no yeah her face was tan and, and her neck was orange just yeah mm-hmm. she one of those girls but anyway so i feel like rick ross is blinded by the tits and ass of just britney and i say that because 
He's so fascinated on her outer appearance that he can't look past it to see what she need help with. Okay. Now don't get me wrong, Brittany, she is a she's a great artist. You could see and you could tell she has room to grow and she has room she need she has room for improvement. But my thing is, Rick Ross, you have you've taken this girl under your wing, right? But you're not helping her. You're not helping her. Like, I think it was her initial audition. If not, it was another time where she had to perform in front of the Dream, Lenny Gass, and, and Rick Ross. And the Dream, of course, is a phenomenal songwriter. He said that she needs to work on her lyrics more so her hooks and I agreed before he said that I even thought I was like well damn this is a good song this is a good beat but her lyrics more so her hook is very very is very lame local rapperish is very elementary is very childish I'll say is is not up to its potential so you I hope y'all understand what I'm trying to say so Rick Ross, you've been this big dog and well, you think you're a big dog in the industry. Why don't you help her? Why why can't you point her into the direction of someone who can help her if you can't directly help her or you don't have time to directly help her? And I'm not talking about fuck her because I I I remember your comments when Angela on, on the Breakfast Club, when Angela Yee asked you why there's no women signed to Maybach Music Group, you said because you will probably more than likely end up having sex with the girl, especially if you're paying for the photo shoots and the video shoots and all that other stuff. So after after he said that, y'all, after Rick Ross said that comment, the show was it was on, it was airing. So the next episode, him and Jess Brittany were real, real close, like, lovey-dovey type close, like, and he's the only, he's, him and her are the only, it's just them, like, that's how they are, but when y'all together, y'all don't talk about music, like, she whine, and she get her way with Rick Ross, like, Rick Ross, you can't do that, as a, as a music mogul, Rick Ross, you can't let women be your weakness in the business realm, Rick like come on you can't do that because if you do you gonna end up messing up your business brand and doing some bad investments if you if you let your weakness get in the way of your business mindset and Rick Ross I feel like that's what you're gonna that's what you're doing now that's not what you're gonna do but that's what you're doing now because if you invest like okay so it's just Brittany this guy named Haitian Mufasa and this other dude that Rick Ross took to Miami. And while they were in Miami, Rick Ross did everything for Haitian Mufasa. But all he talked about is just Britney. Okay. Why can't you take some of this time and effort, Mr. Rick Ross, that you're putting into Haitian Mufasa and spread it out between just Britney or the other dude? Because you told them on the last episode that out of the three, one of them three are going to get signed. You told them that when they were in Miami, but the Miami trip, you only focused on Haitian Mufasa. What about just Brittany? And just Brittany, she already said that she's aware that she is eye candy, but she doesn't want her beauty and her, basically she doesn't want her physical appearance to get in the way of her, music deals and and I understand that from a woman's perspective I understand that and that's just not in music that's what that's anywhere you don't want and hell men y'all could relate to this too I'm I'm pretty sure you don't want your physical appearance to affect your your opportunities I'll say that you do not want that and it looks like Rick Ross just sticking just Britney around for the eye candy Come on, Rick, you can't do that. Like like I said, Jess Brittany, she she is a talented artist. You can see that there's room for growth. She wants it. Like, her work ethic is so unmatched based off of everybody else on this show. Like, she does what 
Lenny as the dream, even Rick Ross tells and asks of the artist to do, she does it. And she does it good enough to get Rick Ross's attention to go on to the next round. Just, I'm not over the fact that just Britney and the same other little girl use the same beat. The other little girl was a legit singer, right? She sung the fuck out of the song that she wrote for that beat. Like I said, it was the same exact beat. What did Just Britney do? Just Britney took one of Rick Ross songs and remixed it, and remixed it and sung it to him, and he let her through. He said that that was she did. She had better showmanship on that beat than the other girl. No, she did not, because all she did was use your lyrics, your melody, and sung it right back to you. But the other girl, she had an original song, and all she did was just use the same beat. Come on, like, that's what I mean by Rick Ross is blinded by just Britney's tits and ass. Like, Rick, you can't do that. You can't just can't just look at, at Britney's outer appearance and not see what she need help with. And, and he's not fair. Rick Ross on this show, he's not fair when it comes to the other contestants and, and, to, and just Britney. Like, he, he, all she got to do is whine to him. All she got to do is whine to him. And she get her way. She get her way. And like when um when Rick Ross was telling the contestants, he told everybody that hey, we're picking three people to take either to Miami or um where did Lenny go? LA. So Lenny had three people in LA with him. Rick Ross had three people in Miami with him. All the other contestants stayed in Atlanta with the dream and worked on um getting their performance and shit together. So just Britney, when Rick Ross told them that they were each one of them was picking people to take with them, just Britney was like, well, I know I'm going to Miami, and if I don't, Rick Ross going to have to answer to me. She already knows she got the man wrapped around her finger. But at the same time, you just said that you don't want to use your body to get what you want, but that's what you're doing with Rick Ross. Come on, just Britney. But anyway, I'm done with that. That show, again, is called Signed, and it come on MTV on Wednesday nights, I believe, at 8.30. Um, don't quote me at that time. That's why we got Google and um, the TV Guide, but it's called Signed, and it's on MTV. Um, speaking of other reality TV people um, that use their body, we're going to talk about Black China. So, Black China, she has this... Um, this doll she just launched her own line of dolls um a couple of a couple of days ago she revealed what the dolls would look like and them motherfuckers creepy as hell okay so when i think of the word doll right i think of a piece of plastic that looked like a human um you know replica with arms and legs that typically move like a barbie doll or a fucking cabbage patch doll or the american girl dolls and like they can move. They got like synthetic hair. They look like a human. All this other shit. Like that's what I think of when I hear the word doll. You know, I think of and Cynthia from um, the Rugrats. That's what I think of. Okay, but Black China, her her interpretation of the word doll is totally different than what um, a lot of people would think a doll is. Okay, like. Like China, I hope you realize you didn't launch a line of dolls. You launched a line of fucking figurines, okay? Black China dolls look like the Black Angel figurines my mom used to collect, had a granddaughter, okay? Them dolls look like they be on the top. They could be on the top of a wedding cake. That's what them dolls look like. Like them hoes stiff as fuck. Like I said, Black China, you launched a line of figurines instead of dolls. Like whatever company manufactured them dolls then figurines for you fooled the fuck out of you okay so if you're interested in buying a black china figurine um you have a choice of getting whether whether you're getting either a skin a black china that's in a skin tight pink looking dress with a pink loose curly wavy whatever type of hair that's one then the other one you're getting a black china with the bob with the bob with the part in the middle and a new jumpsuit like that's your only option 
And then you can stick them hoes in the china cabinet at your grandma's house, dabbling right in with the other um, angel figurines. Like, if I get one, I probably won't. won't. But if I ever get a black china figurine, I, I could set it next to my mama black angel um, figurines and they'll dab fit right in. Like, nobody would know. Not even my mama would know. Like, she'll probably notice later on, but right then and there, no, because it's not a doll, Black China. You launched a line of fucking figurines. So, moving right along with another topic. Like, Black China, what the fuck are you doing? Like, there's one person who I want them to get their life together. Like, Black China, are you dating Ferrari or are you dating this other dude? Does the other dude even know y'all dating? Because I could have sworn he was in a picture with another girl. Uh, like black china what are you doing like what are you and rob doing i really hope you and rob do just go ahead and leave each other alone and just co-parent for the sake of baby dream because she don't does she didn't ask to be in this world um angela kardashian even though it's not your name no more what is black china's government i know it's angela something hmm she look like her name angela Black China do look like her name. Lil Angie. Lil Angie. Okay. <laughs> Moving along to the next topic. Gonna talk about Latoya Luckett. So, this story actually shocked the fuck out of me. So, I was um, on Instagram and I came across the Shade Room, of course. And I saw this video of Latoya Luckett getting proposed to. And I was like, okay. But then I thought. I was like, but did she just get engaged like last year? So, of course, me being me, I had to do some research. So, Latoya Luckett was actually, she did get proposed to at the end of 2015, right? Towards the end of 2015 to a, what's the dude's name? Oh, my God. It's on the tip of my tongue. Rob Hillman. So, she got engaged to this guy named Rob Hillman. Towards the end of 2015, they got married in January of 2016, right? And then, unfortunately, two months later, they got a divorce. Mind you, I didn't know none of this shit, okay? Like, I knew that she got engaged to the Rob Hillman guy because a whole bunch of other celebrities were giving them shout-outs. Like, even Kelly and Michelle from Destiny's Child, like, publicly gave them a shout-out. Fucking Terrence J from 106 and Park gave them a shout-out, too. Like, Lala, all them people, like, people like that, like, I would categorize them as like B and C list celebrities, like gave them shout outs on their social media accounts and shit. So I'm like, oh shit, Latoya, Latoya, she found love. Congratulations. I'm happy for her. Move on, whatever. Go on to the next. So when I saw this video of her getting engaged to, I'm like, okay, so what the fuck happened? Like I said, her and her and the dude got engaged, the Rob dude got engaged, got married, got divorced. But there's a clause in the divorce um, settlement that says neither one of them can talk about the divorce or post about it on social media. So that's why nobody really, you know, knew like they pay attention to her. Nobody really knew, you know what happened until unless you do some research you know then you will see but she her and her boyfriend his name is uh what is his name tamika's walker or i'm gonna call him tom walker he's from um texas he's like a businessman down there or whatever so he proposed to her at his surprise birthday party that she threw for him right so he has a daughter so of course she's gonna be stepmom to the to the little girl and they actually do make a cute you know little family i i saw um their picture on her um one of her social media accounts she posted a picture of him her and his little girl together they do make a cute little couple and their ring is big as fuck it's shiny as fuck and goddamn latoya i wish nothing but but blessings and happiness to you and mr walker and you know just bless their union. That's all I got to say about that. I love love. I love love. So two more topics. The first being, I want to talk about 
um, Colin Kaepernick. You know, so y'all know Colin Kaepernick is the quarterback that he last played for the 49ers, and he's the one that sat down or got on bended knee to protest the national anthem. So y- y'all know. I don't know why y'all mad at this man for sitting down doing a song that ain't got shit to do with black folks. <laughs> I don't know why y'all mad at this man for sitting down do- as a pro- like there was a literal silent protest, peaceful protest. Like this man sitting down out of the way. It's not like doing the national anthem. He was running around the football field causing a scene. This man either need put got down on one knee he kneeled down or he sat on one of the benches on the sideline while the national anthem was either being played or sung what why y'all mad that this man sent down and protesting the song that's not for his people that is it was penned by a guy that don't even see it for black folks Like, why are y'all mad that this man is protesting a song and a flag that don't see it for black folks and he's black? Why y'all, that's what I don't get. Like, like, to the point where NFL teams don't want to sign him. Like, is like these folks are reaching out to motherfuckers out of retirement on the injury list. Just because they don't want to sign um, Colin. Just because they don't want to sign him. They're doing all these drastic measures. And all he want to do is just unite the country. And just bring awareness to the injustices that black people face by by the judicial system. And at the hands of the police. That's all he want to do. But y'all messing with this man. Check. When I say y'all, I mean white folks messing with this man. Check. And and people don't realize Colin, he's half he's half black. He's half white. He's biracial. He was right. Ra- he was raised in a white family. Like his mom and stepdad are white. His brothers are white. His sisters are white. Like he was raised in a white house. So it's not like he faking this shit. He's very well aware of who the fuck he is, obviously. But y'all mad at this man for, for protesting a song and a flag that belongs to a country that don't see it for, for black folks. But with that being said, he's going to have a spot in the upcoming Black Lives Matter display at the new smithsonian national museum of african-american history which is located in washington dc and i'm so ready to go to that i need to plan a trip and go see that go to the museum so yeah so the mu so the museum first has just um smithsonian has just purchased the museum so now it's i'm not gonna say a legit museum but it's like a legit legit museum (laughs) So, uh, with the Smithsonian name on it, a lot of, um, a lot of big time museums do have the Smithsonian name on it. So it was nice to see that the Smithsonian was interested in the National Museum of African American History and decided to, um, put their name on it, you know, to give it some more financial backing and stuff like that to keep it afloat, which was good, you know, for the black community as well as other other communities that would like to be um, educated on my culture. So um, they're expanding, um, the museum is expanding their displays. And like I said, one of them is going to, um, they're going to add the Black Lives Matter to one of the displays. And they're going to include Colin Kaepernick's um, protest, national anthem protest, in it. And so some of the items that's going to, from Colin, that's going to be in it is a jersey and some shoes that he wore during the game for the 49ers in which he protested. And they're actually going to show a picture of him wearing the jersey and these shoes while protesting. Now, I don't know if it's a picture of him sitting down protesting, and I don't know if it's a picture of him on bended knee protesting. I just know it's one of the pictures. And whatever jersey and shoes he has in the picture is going to be in the, um, 
in the display as well. So shout out to Colin Kaepernick and fuck you to the NFL because y'all um won't sign him to another team. Um Colin is actually going to come out on top. He don't need the NFL <laughs> like Colin going to be fine. I honestly believe and I have faith that he going to be all right. Everything going to work out in his favor. So the last topic on the list, I want to talk about Chris Brown. So Chris Brown been trying to come out with this movie. It's like an autobiography movie, biopic movie or whatever. Um, He's been trying to come out with this movie, I know, for at least two years. Because I've been seeing these folks advertise this movie for since, since 2015. I know for sure. So this movie is like... Basically, a behind-the-scenes in-depth of a lot of shit that Chris Brown has gone through. So, it wouldn't be a Chris Brown biopic without including the Rihanna incident from 2009. So, I watched the clip of him talking about it, which came from the movie. And, um... Um, how can I say this? Both of them are young. Um... You can honestly say, which I already knew, that this incident really fucked up Chris and it really changed him. Um, because in the in the clip, it's like it, the video I saw was like 11 minutes. It took him 11 minutes to talk about the incident. And in the clip, he um, he said that they met when he was 15. So she she's older than him by like a couple of months, almost a year. So he talked about how they met when that when he was 15 and they started talking and they used to spend a lot of time together. And it wasn't until the night before the VMAs where they performed Umbrella together and Chris Brown did another song. And it was like basically their first public appearance together as a couple. So the night before, Chris was at her place and he was laying in bed with her and he was like, so what we doing? Like he asked her, he was like, what are we doing? I'm always here. I'm always with you. You always with me. We, we always chilling. What are we doing? And she was like, I thought we were, you know, having fun. Rihanna wasn't looking for no relationship then. (laughs) Rihanna wasn't. No, she wasn't. And so... Chris was like, well, I, I want to be, I want you to be my girlfriend. I want to be your boyfriend. So she like kind of blushed and laughed or whatever. And of course she accepted it. So they, then the next day was that VMA performance. And then that kind of solidified and they basically announced that they were together at that performance, at that award show. And so fast forward to about a year, year and a half later, That's when the Clive Davis incident, well, party incident happened, meaning the Rihanna incident happened. And Chris was talking about how he wanted, he was like in love with Rihanna, which we we all know he still is. Um, And I honestly believe that's genuine. Now watching watching that video, if he used the tactic to to appeal to the public's hearts, then that shit worked on me. Because I honestly do believe that he really did love um, and was in love with Rihanna. Hell, I believe he, the same thing with Karuchi. Like, Chris Brown, the type, he seems like he's the type of person. Like, when he love, of course, he loves hard. Like, that's him. Like, when he love, he loves hard, but he's a nigga at the end of the day. Okay, so, he talked about how he was in love with Rihanna, and he wanted to marry her, and he was like, he just wanted to be completely honest with her. And, and he he t- then that's transition transition into him talking about the night of the incident and they were and they were at the Clive Davis party and okay let me back up so Chris Brown ended up sleeping with a girl that um worked for him and this is before him and Rihanna got together and Rihanna asked about it right and Chris Brown of course he denied it because he said he felt like he didn't have to answer to her in that manner at that point of their relationship which is understandable because different points of of the relationship is when you need to like at the beginning you ain't gotta be 100% flat out honest with somebody 
I mean, like, you ain't got to tell them your life story, but if it's some shit that's going to harm them, like, put them in harm's way, of course you should tell them. But shit like that, like your past, like your sex life, I don't think you really need to know that, like, at the beginning, beginning, until you really started, you know, if you believe in premarital sex, until you start having sex with that person, being sexually active, that's when you should start you know, um, or if you feel like it's your relationship is leading to that point, that's when you should be honest with your partner and tell them if it hasn't already came up. So in this instance, that situation didn't happen with Chris Brown and Rihanna. So he felt like he didn't have to tell Rihanna that he slept with that girl when she first asked him. So he said, no, he lied. And he was like, he, he knew that it was going to backfire, but not like that. So he was like, he lied because he didn't want to mess up what him and Rihanna had already. And he didn't want to mess up whatever the girl had because she worked in the industry. So they were at the Clive Davis party. And this was around the time Chris was really feeling Rihanna and he wanted to marry her. So he was like, I'm going to be honest with you. And he had told her about the girl that he came clean to her, basically. So at the Clive Davis party, the girl came up to them at the table and spoke. And Chris was like, he already knew Rihanna didn't, wasn't feeling the girl. He didn't know she was there until she walked up. And he was like, he didn't want to cause a scene. So he was like, hey, or whatever. And that was it. He said that like fucked up Rihanna. She started crying and he, you know, was consoling her, trying to get her back to being happy so her night wouldn't be ruined and so she ended up drinking he started drinking and then they left and then the girl ended up texting chris and um saying i'm gonna be at the party or i saw you at the party or something like that i couldn't really hear what chris said but he said he said out loud what the text read and he's he said rihanna saw it because at this time after he told her about him after he came clean about sleeping with the girl rihanna lost trust in him so he allowed rihanna to go through his phone and stuff he didn't care he was like i don't have anything to hide you could do all that so she's so they were heading home back to chris's house after the party and the text came through or whatever rihanna saw it and Chris saw it too, but he only saw the preview. He didn't click on it to open it up or anything, but Rihanna did. And whatever was in it pissed Rihanna off, and she threw his phone, and she started attacking him. Which, what he said correlates with what the police report said. Believe it or not, I actually read the police report. So, she started attacking him, and he was defending himself, you know. They got into a fight. He said that he kept telling her to stop hitting him and he ended up punching her in the mouth. That was this, that was his first hit of the night. He punched her in the mouth and that's how her, her mouth got busted. And he said, when he saw that he kind of panicked and he was like, Oh shit, what the fuck did I do? And then she kept hitting him. And of course he defended himself. That's when he pushed her head up against the, the, um, the window. And that's how she got that knot on her head. Mind you, all of this is happening in a little bitty as um, Lamborghini, right? So Chris, he was like, I was a couple of couple of streets away from my house, and he pulled over at a park, and Rihanna acted. She got the keys out the out the ignition, and she acted like she threw them out the out the car, but she didn't. She was sitting on them. So Chris got out the car and he was looking in, in folks' yards for his key. And while he's outside looking for his key, that's when she's yelling out the window, help, help, he's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill me. And he was like, man, stop saying that. You finna fuck up everything for both of us if somebody come out here. So he was like, you know what? Forget it. You got the you got the keys. You got the car. You could just drive the car home. I'm finna go. So that's why he left the scene. That's that's why he left the scene. I'm not saying... Okay, let me back up a little bit. So Chris also said that him and Rihanna were both abusive to each other throughout the relationship after he told... After he told her the truth about the girl. So 
I feel like both of them are in the wrong in this situation because as a woman, you shouldn't put your hands on a man. And as a man, you shouldn't put your hands on a woman. I'm just saying, like, people just need to learn how to keep their hands to themselves. I know it's hard. And trust me, I've been in a situation where I've let my anger get the best of me, you know, and it's not a good feeling when you calm down and you look back on your actions. Trust me, it's not a good feeling. It's because you barely even recognize yourself when you look back. So I'm not saying Chris is right in the situation. I'm not saying Rihanna is right in the situation. I've always felt like both of them were in the wrong. And before I even read the police report, I, I felt like Rihanna did something to provoke him. I feel like there, I felt like there was an argument, which it kind of find out it was like, I just couldn't see Chris just snapping and beating on this girl i knew there was a reason and i'm not saying that he was right for using his hands and his fit in his fist hell even his teeth because he did bite her i'm not saying that using his hands his his fist and his feet as an answer i'm not saying that's right i'm just saying both of them should have been mature enough to walk away from that heated situation, you know, and I, I do that with my husband whenever we're like into it. And I feel like I'm getting angry. I walk away and he hates it. Oh my God. He hates it. He hates it so much. And I'm like, I would rather walk away and calm down so that we can effectively communicate through this problem that we've been faced with versus me saying some angry shit or you saying some angry shit and both of us steady being angry at each other and our issue isn't getting resolved. So now y'all know that my husband, y'all know that my husband hates when I walk away. Oh my God. So now I'm at the point and I just switched this from Rihanna to personal. So now I am at the point where I have to figure out a way to compromise um, because me, when I'm angry, there's no middle ground. I'm either going to let you have it or I'm either going to walk away and calm down and come back. Like, I would rather walk away and calm down and come back depending on the situation. Now, if you deserve to be cursed out, if you deserve to get these hands thrown at you, then I'm going to do it right then and there while I'm angry so you can feel my wrath. But if it's like... a if we're talking, you know, if it's a conversation and I'm angry about something you've said, depending on what it is, if it's the truth, if you're telling me the truth, of course, I'm gonna sit there and listen. I'm gonna just be mad, but I'm gonna sit there and listen. Secondly, if you're saying some off the wall shit to me or about me in my face, you, you gonna catch these hands, you see what I'm saying? But if it's like, a conversation where we're talking about a topic and both of us are on the opposite ends of the fence, I will walk away from the conversation. Think about what you said, also what I've said, and come back and try to continue to have a civilized conversation with you. In this instance, Rihanna and Chris Brown should have just just walked away. Should have just walked away. Honestly, if what Chris Brown is telling telling the public is the truth, they should have just stopped when Rihanna found out when he came clean about it. Like, cause he said that was the turning point in their relationship. So they should have just took a break. You know, we don't know if they did or not. I'm just assuming that they didn't. They should have just took a break from each other, collected themselves, came back, talked about it and see to see what they want to do. See if they want to move forward as a couple, see if they want to stay separated you know, be friends, whatever. I just feel like Chris and Rihanna could have handled that situation way better before it got to the point of her domestic violence police picture being a Google image search away. You see what I'm saying? But that's about it. That's all I have for, um, for hot topics. You know, Again, I do apologize for being missing in action for the past couple of weeks. Um, like I said, I started a new job. I had to get a new recording routine, and I believe I have a good one now. On top of that, I'm planning to do some extra and more stuff with this podcast. I just got a lot of stuff on my on my plate and on my agenda, and I just got to stay prayed up. 
you know, that everything works in my favor. I got to put, just, just, I just got to put my, my faith in God. I just got to put everything in his hands and, and do what I have to do as a servant to make sure that everything, you know, come into fruition. And, um, I, is that it? Is that all I want to say? Is that all I want to say? Oh, I do have to say one thing. So me and my husband, we are celebrating our three year wedding anniversary on Wednesday. And I'm so excited to see what not to see. I'm so excited for him to see what I got him for our anniversary. I really, 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 really. Well, I didn't. I bought some things, but it was more of a um, he's not going to listen to this. He's not going to listen to this between now and Wednesday. I know he's not. I pray he's not. But it was more of a do-it-yourself type of project that I did. And um, after he see it, I will post pictures on social media um, of the gift. Like I said, I really, I'm really, really excited. I'm ready to see his face. And I, I'm more than likely going to go buy him some more stuff because <laughs> I like to spoil my boo-boo. But, um, yeah, that's about it. So... Next next time we talk, I will give you guys a rundown of our date that uh, we're going to go on Wednesday. That is an ugly day. Our anniversary falls on an ugly-ass day um, on a Wednesday. But, yeah, so that's it. That's going to conclude this episode of the Hot Time Podcast. You could go on Facebook and like our page by simply searching up the High Time Podcast that's how you get access to it. You can follow the Twitter account by searching up the High Time Podcast as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's still up there. So if you find the Twitter, the High Time Twitter account, you will find my personal Twitter account. Um, is that it, Ray? Yep, that's it. Also, let me know your thoughts. I I love to read y'all y'all um emails that y'all be sending me about the episode so let me know y'all thoughts on the episode let me know your thoughts on the topics that I chose what topics I didn't cover um that this episode that I previously covered that you still want to talk about I don't care just let me know um I'll respond to you as soon as I can um is that it yep that's it and happy belated birthday to my niece day day we turned up on um on crystal light and apple juice the other day at the trampoline place. Um, and no, I didn't jump. My titties too big for that. Then, but I I enjoyed watching her and my goddaughter um, go through, run around, and go through the obstacle course. Oh, before I end this episode, I do want to tell y'all what the fuck happened at the trampoline place at my niece's birthday party. Okay, so we went to a trampoline place here in Memphis, one of the new ones. And they have um, different sections in the place. So this section was like a, I don't want to say a jungle gym, but a fucking jungle gym. And it was like one of these things you could bounce on. And so it was like, it was like a swing, a soft foam looking swing. My niece was sitting on it. So she was bouncing on it and how it is, it has, you know, the tight ropes not the t- literal tight ropes, but the type of ropes, remember the tug of war ropes from school is that type of material rope that is, is tied to, um, let it hang from the top of the little jungle gym thing. And then there's one at the bottom that goes through the net. And of course, if you walk under it, that's how you actually enter the jungle gym. So my niece was jumping on it. So the rope that's under it, of course it was going up and down, but it has a stopper on it. So this little ugly ass, dumb ass bitch decided that she wanted to fuck with my niece. Okay. Right. So I'm sitting down, I'm sitting next to my husband and I was talking to my sister and my brother-in-law and I just so happened to look over and I saw my niece and my goddaughter on the, um, on the bouncy things. Right. And so my niece, she was sitting there bouncing and I was my goddaughter was doing that and I was looking at my niece and then this girl came out the um the bottom of the jungle gym because like I said that's how you go in and also that's how you come out so she her and her little group of friends had just came out and she looked up and saw my niece on the little the little swing thing like I said it has that rope right there so 
And she wasn't the only kid that did this. Like a lot of the big kids there. And that's why the fuck I can't go to public places with my niece. Cause I promise you, if y'all fuck with her, y'all going to catch these hands. Like I really do not care who you are. Like that little girl was really about to get her shit rocked yesterday. <laughs> but I had to remember that I'm a grown ass woman and that we in public. God damn, she really irked my nerves yesterday. Like, nobody fuck with my niece, like, or my nephew. Those, like, my kids, because I ain't got none of my own. So, those my babies, for real, for real. So, I looked up, and I saw my goddaughter jumping, and my niece, she was trying to jump, too. So, I, of course, I looked down, and I saw the little girl holding the fucking rope, looking up at my niece through the, um, through the net, just laughing, And then she like pulled it real tight and let it go. And my niece fell like damn near on her face, you know? So I hopped up like, no, I don't know if anybody else that was with my niece's um, party saw what happened, but I hopped up so fast. Mind you, we at this trampoline world place and I'm yelling. I'm like, Hey, 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 excuse me, excuse me. And she started walking and I see her laughing, her and her friends laughing and she walking away. And I said, yo, excuse me. And I tapped her shoulder and she turned around. I said, why did you just do that? And I said, that's my niece up there. I said, you, I just saw you pull that rope and let it go. And she fell off that swing. Why did you do that? All the little bitch had to say was, I'm sorry. Like, no, bitch. Sorry, not finna answer my question. Why did you do that? Like, why were you messing with her? Like, you wouldn't like that if somebody did that shit to you. And I told her that. I was like, I said, you wouldn't want somebody doing it to you. So why would you do that to her? I said, she's five. You're about 12 or 13. Keep fucking with her. You're going to have to answer to me. Because this wasn't the first time that these big kids were messing with my niece and my goddaughter. First, this a couple of minutes before that, my goddaughter mom had to go up there and get my goddaughter and my niece because some other kids, the big kids, ran them off. All they wanted to do was fucking jump on the little swing thing that, I'm, that I've been talking about. That's all they wanted to do. They won't bother nobody. Mind you, it's plenty of other fucking shit at this place to do, right? It's not just this one jungle gym. That's for little ass kids, 52, 52 inches and, and smaller. That's the height right so why are you messing with these little kids when you got a fucking um, american ninja warrior type obstacle course over here you got a walk, rock climbing wall over here you got a two different slam dunk things over here you got a trampoline jump into a big a big you know the big bounceable things you got that like it's plenty of shit to do for big kids why are y'all messing with these little kids on a little kid attraction. That's my thing. Why? Why? <clears throat> that was my question for yesterday. Okay. So when I when I talked to the little girl, all she said was, "I'm sorry," and I was like, "It's cool, but if I see it again, it's gonna be a pro- like a real problem, you know." And so when I turned around, my sister was like, "What happened?" And I told her, and she was like, "I." She was like, I saw it too. You know, she saw the the kids messing messing with them, but she didn't see it the um she didn't see it the first time. She didn't see it when it happened to the, my niece. She saw it with the other kids. So she was like, Yeah, I saw that. And they've been the big kids been messing with the little kids all day. And it wasn't just my niece and my goddaughter. Them big ass kids at places like this always mess with the kids smaller than them. You can't do that. And parents, I need y'all to get y'all kids in check because I promise you, one day your kid gonna come back to you with a black eye because they don't fuck with somebody kid and People don't play about their kids nowadays. You may not watch your kid. You may not watch your kid. But it's parents out here that watch their kids in public, okay? And we don't like, and I'm saying we like I'm a legit parent. Well, hell, fuck, I got a niece and nephew. And we don't like it when when big kids mess on our little kids, okay? Because they can't defend themselves. And so you got to answer to a grown up. You got to answer to a grown person. And I'm crazy. I, I will fight kids, okay? I will. Yo kid get crazy with me, I could get crazy right back with them. I don't care. And I could get crazy with you too. All right? So all I'm saying is, people, y'all need to watch y'all kids. Tell them quit messing with other folks' kids in public because people are crazy. People are crazy. 
not just me. If something would have, if my niece really would have got hurt, you, that little girl would have had to answer to her daddy. And her daddy is 10 times as crazy as me. That little girl would have had to answer to her mama. And my sister is 10 times as crazy as me, especially when it comes to her kids. But that's all I have to say. Once again, happy belated birthday to, to my baby Dayton. And happy early anniversary to my, to my boo-boo. And happy early birthday to my nephew. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of money. God damn. Family, I need y'all to spread these events out. Because <laughs> I'm just saying. But that's it. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of the Hot Time Podcast. I'm going to say it again. Because I had to go on a little rant. You can like us. Uh, us? Okay. You can like the Facebook page by simply searching up the Hot Time Podcast. Follow follow the Twitter account by searching up the Hot Time Podcast. And if you find the podcast Twitter account, you will find my personal Twitter account. You can follow me. I will follow back. Um, what else? Is there anything else? I think that's it. Um, if you have any questions or need advice on anything, the email inbox is always open. And that's HighTimeQuestions at gmail.com. And I'm about to go eat some fried chicken and um, find some vegetables to go with it. So Ray is out and I will see you guys next week.